Please pray with me. Gracious, loving God, King of all kings, Lord of all lords, creator, redeemer, and transformer of heaven and earth, we are so thankful to be here today, filled with thanks from our Thanksgiving holiday, but also just grateful that humbly you came to earth to save us and to show us a good way. And so on this Christ the King Sunday, we seek out the beginning and the ending of a story that never ends, that we may live it forever. May the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable unto thee, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer, either through us or in spite of us, speak to us, thy people, we pray. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. I hope and pray that everyone had a, a blessed Thanksgiving holiday, and I hope that we will continue to pray for people in our homes, our community, our nation, and the world who may have had a hard time celebrating Thanksgiving due to tragic losses in their lives. We are blessed simply by being able to come here to this place, amen? amen. To worship in a, a beautiful church that's fairly warm, and to know that there will be enjoyable food and beverages for our time afterwards. In a world that needs our ministries more than ever, we thank God for the grace that we find in this place. Now, one grace in this place is being surrounded by images of Jesus our Christ, our Savior, our King of Kings, in every window of our sanctuary, the Lordship of Christ is proclaimed with images of his face or symbols that stand for the essence of who Christ is. What is wonderful about these windows is that they reveal Christ as a very humble king. We see Jesus inviting a child into his lap in the circle window above our organ. And we see Jesus in various stages of his life on the side windows of this place, as a baby, as a young man, as a teacher. And on the rear wall, we see Jesus kneeling humbly in a garden, praying to God, the Creator, to find the willingness to go on the cross for the sake of all of God's creation. And in our balcony is Jesus, the good shepherd, leading his flock forward, a humble king filled with the power of amazing grace. And I trust that this beautiful pattern of our stained glass windows is intentional. Amen? It helps us to see our own paths in Christian discipleship very clearly. We start out as children coming to Jesus with open hearts. We mature in the arms of our parents, who we hope will nurture us in our faith. And as we grow, and then comes a knee-bending moment when we turn our lives over to God, when we know that there can be no way forward for us but through faith. And it's through this moment that God calls us to become true disciples of Jesus, learning how to shepherd others in Jesus, as people have shepherded us in Jesus. This is a beautiful way to look at our path as Christians, 
don't you think? I, I hope that you use these beautiful windows to consider where you are in your own path of discipleship. We're now at the end of the Christian year, preparing for our season of Advent in the new Christian year. We're at the end of Pentecost, the season of God's Holy Spirit, when God has been inviting us to grow into the image of Christ. Until finally today, as Christ, on Christ the King Sunday, we proclaim Christ as the King of our hearts, our minds, our lives, and of all of creation. Like these windows, our Christian year is a pattern that helps us to grow in our discipleship until Christ is truly our King. Yet, for some people, the image of Christ as a king bothers them. We live in a time when dictators and tyrants are on the rise all over the world. And people are placing the leaders of our great, institu great institutions under the microscope, questioning their motives and how they've used or abused their power and authority. And in this challenge to power and authority, many people have become suspicious of not only churches in their minds and hearts, but also the authority and power of faith itself. Like in John's Gospel reading today, where Pontius Pilate questioned Jesus before Pilate sent Jesus to his death on a cross, the world questions the idea of Christ being a king. There's a fear of Christ being a king, it seems. We like the idea of Jesus as a kind and cuddly God. We like the idea of a God who dies for us and who empowers us as shepherds. We claim in our nation's pledge of allegiance that we want one nation under God. A pledge for Christians that Christ is a king above and beyond human politics. Amen? Amen? But do we really want Christ as our king? Do we really want Christ to reign as our Lord and our king over our minds, our hearts, and our lives? This is the fundamental question that our Christian year is designed to help us to answer. Our Christian discipleship that we live out through our Christian year asks us to learn who we are with Christ as our King. As our year of Christian discipleship ends, we're closer to having Christ as our King, we hope. But are we? Did our story change this year in God's story? If not, we have a new Christian year for Christ to be born again as our King. The story of Christ as King never ends. And this is why I feel a deep sense of privilege for having my desk in our balcony under the highest and final window in our church. It's a simple round window with the first and last letters of the Greek alphabet, Alpha and Omega, wrapped around each other. And this is the final picture of Jesus in Christian discipleship. 
This is accepting Christ as our king in a story of faith that never ends. Christ is the beginning and the ending of all stories of faith in the true God. As Jesus says in today's reading from Revelation, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the one who is and was and is coming. About 60 years after the resurrection of Jesus, a disciple of Jesus had a vision of the final ending to God's story. His name was John. John was living at a time when Christians were still very few and far between, and beginning to experience more and more persecution from the rulers of the world who feared Christ as a king. This John had given his life completely to Christ, and Christ was truly the king of John's heart. And Christ wanted John to see the ultimate ending to John's, God's story. And so, John received a vision from God. And John assembled this vision into the Bible book that we call Revelation. It's the final book in our Christian Bible. Its inclusion in our Bible was controversial for many years. Some thought it was just a, a specific vision for a specific time in human history. But as time went on, people began to realize that Revelation was God's ultimate story for the ages. You see, at the end of John's revelation, creation is born anew. Jerusalem, the holy city of God, is born anew. The old story of the world of sin ends, and a new story of faith begins. Even at the end of the world's story, God's story in Jesus never ends. For some people, the book of Revelation has a reputation of being a dark book, a, a scary book, a book about death and endings. But for people of faith, nothing could be further from the truth. John's revelation is meant to prepare people of faith for the final joy of Christ as King of Kings, now and forever. When everything looks dark and gloomy and defeated on this earth, the book of Revelation asks us to look up and to look beyond the story of human history and to see a new story beginning just when we think that history is ending. Look, John says in today's reading, he is coming among the clouds. People of faith will rejoice. People who, who worship only the kings of the world will despair. Because they will realize that just one story wins. God's story. If you have made Christ your king, if you have seated the love, the mercy, the justice, the healing, the transformation that comes from God only through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as the throne for your king, then the ending of God's story will be a time of joy no matter what we go through together.
Every battle that the evils of the earth can throw at us will melt away like the clouds of the earth. The invitation from God to witness the start of God's new story, filled with the glory of God, made of precious treasures that only God's love can provide us, will fill our hearts with joy, not dread. When God wins the story of our lives, all other stories and victories are empty at best. The ending of God's story is always the same. God wins. Christ is king. Amen? Amen. God's love wins, and Christ, who rules over heaven and earth in everlasting love, is king of kings, now and forever. Amen? Amen? Did this story become our story this year? Is Christ our king? Is Christ your king? Is Christ going to be your king again in the new year of Christian discipleship? A new chapter in your life. Because our lives change. Our discipleship needs to grow again and again into the image of Christ. The king who we needed to reign in our hearts this year must be born and grow again and again until the end of our time and until the end of all time. And we need to invite more people to be born into God's story through Christian faith until the end of time. Because the never-ending story of Christ must grow forever. Look, he is coming in the clouds. And he will appear to us in just a few weeks in a manger again. Born as a humble child again, so that we may begin again and again the never-ending story of God's love on this earth. May the people of God say, Amen. Amen. Our hymn of response is... As we prepare for a new year of Christian fellowship and discipleship, I want us to prepare for that with a prayer. They came to me at a study session, actually a couple of weeks ago, from somebody from another annual conference in the United Methodist Church. Uh, they called up a passage from the book of Ephesians. And... I pray that we can use this prayer to center us again and again in the year ahead and to invite people into our church and into our lives for the joy of Christian discipleship. And so I'll ask Bruce to lead us in the introduction to this prayer on our insert, and then on the rear of that insert, we will say the prayer together. We invite you to use this prayer in your own life, to share it with others, and to share it together as part of our shared journey in faith. Do not limit the possibilities of God in your life by what we ask or ask God or imagine God can do. Do pray for the love of God in Jesus Christ to enter your life and the life of God's world in God's living Holy Spirit. 
Do invite God's possibilities into your life and God's love. And see what happens as the story of your life becomes part of God's story. There is more to be revealed in God's time. May be blessed in your journey of faith, and may you know that you are never alone. Let us pray now together. Yeah. I bow oh, my knees it was before awful. God, Father and Lord of all, who invites everyone in heaven and on earth into God's family through Jesus Christ. I pray that God's most precious and amazing treasures which come to us through God's Spirit, may strengthen us in our deepest being. May Christ live in our hearts through faith, as our faith roots and grounds us deeply in God's love. I pray that we will know the full breadth and height and length and depth of the love of God, love that is always beyond complete knowing, together with all people of faith, so that we may all be filled completely with the fullness of God. And glory be to God, who can accomplish abundantly in us far more than all we can ask or imagine. All glory to God in God's church and in Christ Jesus for all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Bruce. I'm printing up a copy of this prayer on some cards that we'll have available for our Christmas in the Village visitors, and I have some special treats also uh, that will be associated with those cards, and those will be available here next Sunday. Um, it's a powerful prayer, and it can change lives. Right now, it is time for the prayers of people, the time when we lift up our joys and concerns. This week I want to um, share some joy. Betty Tim is back home from rehab. You can tell by these prayers where I was walking this week. I stopped by the Tim's house down the street here. And she's doing well. And she's with her family. And we praise God for that healing and we thank everybody in our community who has been so supportive of her. And Jan, and Jan and Tom Thede are back in Florida, and Jan is doing so much better after her surgery, and we're so thankful for that. It is a joy to see her healing. We continue to pray for the people who've lost their lives and their homes and everything around them in the fires out in California this week. And of course, they're just one community of many communities who suffers and who need our support and strength in so many ways. This is the end of our prayer jar. It is the last Sunday before Christmas in the Village, and we have our last prayer from the previous Christmas in the Village. God bless Camilo, Mommy and Daddy, Abuela and Abuelo, and Grandma and Albert. Somebody just wishing well for their family. And there's some uh, prayers here, actually, I found earlier from my son. I didn't realize that he had popped these in here, and I found them at the very bottom of the jar. 
the uh, praiser of my father, John Blossom. That would then fall far from the tree. <laughs> he prays for the good food created by many good hands here. Praise for his auntie and my sister. And he thanks God for the Holy Spirit and salvation. Amen. It's a beautiful prayers, and we look forward to filling up our jar for another year of witnessing to the prayers of our communities. Let us pray now together. Lord, we thank you for being our king. We thank you that you are a king of love, a king of justice, a king of righteousness, a king who wants nothing more than for us to dwell in your everlasting love. We thank you that you have strengthened us in this past year in that love, that you have helped us to trust more in it, to be healed in it, and to grow in it. We thank you for how you have touched our lives and how you have watched over our families and our new members of our families. You've given us all this and more in grace to you, Lord. We are so thankful to have your love. Help us to grow in this love. Help us to trust in it. Help us to wash ourselves in it, or we know that we need washing. And help us to trust that Living in you, the world can be born again, one day at a time, as we try to be good Christian disciples in the year end. And all of these things we pray for in the blessed and holy name of Jesus Christ our Lord, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. If I'm talking a little bit louder today than normal, it's because I know that the microphone is not working. Actually, I think I'd fix it. Oh, you did? Yeah, I think I did. And we might just have Let's to turn see if Jesse fixed it. I think I think we might have to turn up the volume though a little bit. In any event, knowing that Wayne is sitting back there, I pumped up the volume this way, <laughs> and so that everybody can hear. We do have a, a God of grace and a God of glory, and we're so grateful to be presenting our tithes and offerings today. We do have a, a special offering this week uh, for United Methodist Student Day. We support students all around the world who need a good education to help their communities and their nations become better places to live. Uh, and I know people personally who have benefited from this ministry. And so either this Sunday or sometime during this week, we ask you to review this and to send in whatever you feel is appropriate as a donation for United Methodist Student Sunday. Please let us give thanks to the Lord our God who gives so much to us through our tithes and offerings.
is such a pleasure to have had another year in faith with you. Let us say this as we prepare for our new year of faith, our charge to keep. Let's say this now. The King of Kings, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, invites us to begin the story of Christ again and again in our hearts. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. And now may the Lord bless us and keep us. And be gracious unto us. May the Lord lift up God's countenance upon us and grant us peace now and forever. And may the people blessed by the God of grace and glory say, Amen. Amen.